tasted. Hey, Brian. How's it going? It's going great. How are you? I feel like we're really getting the hang of this uh, quarantine recording. Remote recording in action. It's happening. And yeah, we've this really, is like... Uh, what we've done it feels like we've done like 10 episodes but maybe that's not true i think we've probably done so we've been so this is the start of week seven for us as we're recording so we've done eight episodes wowzers i think no that's not right (laughs) never mind (laughs) we're not in a place where we can be doing math right now my math is uh getting worse as i age (laughs) Anyway, what's your update? I have, uh, as we're in almost, like, fully leading into spring, the uh, showers are subsiding. I've made a few patio prep purchases in anticipation of mosquito season. They love me. I Mm. hate them. And knowing that warm weather is around the corner, I found a few new items with good reviews on the internet that I'm excited to try and put into action. So I'm doing like a preemptive, like, here's some Ricos. I'll recap later once I've actually used them on how well they work. But they all were under $30, like as a total purchase on Amazon. Nice. I got this thing called the Thermocell Patio Shield. And it's like this thing that you light and it doesn't emit scent like a citronella candle which only does so much but it says that it has like a 15 foot span of mosquito repelling uh nature i don't know what it is it but apparently it works and people are like this is legit so i'm gonna put it on the patio and then the whole porch or on the on our porch and hopefully the whole space will be protected that's exciting. When I was seeing patio shield, I was anticipating like an awning or a, a physical shield of some kind. And I think this sounds much more aesthetically pleasing. It is. <laughs> it's literally the size of like, it's small. It's like a liter of soda size. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's, I'm showing Sid in the video <laughs> camera how big it is. That um, is, diesel. is it like a candle? No, it's just like this can. It's like a black canister. Wow, it's pretty cool. It's pretty great. So we'll see. And so you, I, you can put it like on the porch. So I could put it like underneath our little table that mm-hmm. we have, and then it, it just like emits its energy. I probably should know exactly what it does, but um, I don't really care at this point. But it's like you light it. It's like a butane lighter type thing, and then it, okay. there are like these pads, but it has no scent, and it's not like citronella or anything. So. We'll see well, if it I'm works. I'm excited to see how it works. And then as a supplement to that, I got this, uh, a- another thing with good reviews. It's called Repel Plant-Based Lemon Eucalyptus Insect Repellent. And word is, this stuff is legit to keep the mosquitoes at bay. So I would probably use this as like a secondary, like for my ankles, because I feel like they always get my ankles. And that and drives that's me that's the most annoying crazy. thing. Yeah. Agree. Well, I love this because now, like, even though right now at the present moment, it's been a little rainy, as you said, I always, you know, I love a good buildup and I feel like this is a good buildup to the even better weather, a strong, like 50, 60 degrees potentially, and um, some outdoor hangs. Ready for it. This is good stuff. 
The social sure. distancing hangs. But it's interesting because at, at the time of our recording, we're like right on the precipice of people um, about to lift some of the restrictions. And so mm-hmm. I'm curious to see like what comes of that. But like us in New York, we're, we're on lockdown for a bit bit yeah. longer so yeah at least a couple more weeks a few more weeks yeah so we need to we'll we'll be able to make more use of our outdoor space and like now that the weather's getting a little bit nicer which is so nice oh, thank goodness i know it's the last right. time it's, we were chatting snowing. it was snowing which is just mean that's terrible i forgot about that <laughs> so that sucks anyway <laughs> what's your update um, well, so I have a little bit more time on my hands to consume more podcasts. And since I've realized that the kind of podcasts I like are somewhat nostalgic and also make me laugh, I found um, there is, I didn't find it. It's, I'm assuming, very popular by now. Um, but there is a podcast that's uh, from Zach Braff and Donald Faison from Scrubs. What? And it's called Fake Doctors, Real Friends. And they go episode by episode and review every episode of Friends. And there are 180 episodes of Friends, of Scrubs. What? Um, yeah, and it is really funny. I, I've listened to like seven of them by now. Um, they come out twice a week, I believe, on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And if you know, like, I mean, if you follow Zach Braff or Donald Faison just from like a peripheral standpoint, they are like truly best friends and have been since they've been on this show, which, funny enough, premiered 20 years ago. Like, the show is 20 years old, which is also crazy to think about. And so they give you some really fun, like, behind the scenes of every episode and they have guests on so they have like Elliot on the guy who played Dr. Cox the Bill Lawrence who created the show um so far those are the guests that they've had on and they're just really really funny and also learning about like the behind the scenes stuff is just really cool and so now I've started re-watching Scrubs to line up with the episode um coming out twice a week so I don't get ahead of it I just I stay right in line with it so I know what they're talking about each episode of the podcast um and it's just really funny and they have this awesome awesome intro song that they wrote the lyrics to that Charlie Puth wrote the song like wrote the like music to (laughs) and it is so catchy and delicious and it just like it's one of those songs that when I hear it like you want to do like a jig of some kind because it's just so fun and upbeat and they sing it too. Donald Faison and Zach Braff sing the intro. Well, I feel like the two of them haven't done anything since Scrubs and like actually realize cuz I used to watch Scrubs when it first came out. Mhm. And it's been a minute. It's been a minute. And it's really funny because they have done stuff, but I feel like it it it's it's not popular in the same way mm-hmm. that Scrubs was popular and they haven't done anything together. So like, that's the, like the power duo is them together. Um, so well, this it's sounds just highly entertaining. Yeah. I love it. So that's what I've been listening to. I really, really enjoy it. Um, and so I highly recommend it. It's called fake friends, real doctors with Zach Braff and Donald Faison. So good. So good. All right, Bron, uh, what are we talking about today? This week, we are coming at you with our favorite movie recommendations as we continue to spend more time in front of all of our screens during yes. this here quarantine. <laughs> um, and so, 
We wanted to dig into what we're watching and what we love from a movie standpoint because I feel like, uh, especially having a little bit more time, like I know we've talked about some of our favorite TV content, but to hit at some of the uh, fun movie recommendations, this is a little bit more my wheelhouse and I have been all up in the movie game and like there's so much good stuff streaming and to be able to actually like sift through and and find stuff that is either like good throwbacks or um new stuff i haven't seen and uh really getting into it yeah i'm i'm excited for this one more so uh you all out there in listening land can hear how ill-equipped i am to talk about movies i like am just so um TV is just much more my wheelhouse. So I'm really excited to do this because Brianna is like definitely more of the expert on movies. And I have a tendency to just... them all. You've seen so many movies. And I just, I, <laughs> I watch a lot of bad movies. <laughs> Admittedly, I will like do the Oscar run. Um, but for the purposes of today's episode, we won't be getting into too many of the Oscar hits. Uh, but there are some good ones on here that I feel like should have been maybe Oscar contenders and didn't quite make the cut, in my opinion. Mm, um, I'm curious but again, what those are. <laughs> but again, my opinion is uh, quite lowbrow <laughs> when it comes to movie watching. But I am really excited to, uh, to get into this today. Um, so let's get into it. What are we starting with, Braun? So naturally, we want to hit you with the binge-worthy movie content. Um, And starting off with some oldies, but goodies, because I like to live in the throwback land where I definitely love movies that I can watch and rewatch. I have this skill where I just don't get sick of them. (laughs) (laughs) And especially if they're good, I'm like, oh, yes, this is on. I'm going to rewatch it. Like, I'm, these aren't on the list, but two that I will mention right now that are like, no matter what, if it's on TV, we have YouTube TV now. And so it's like oh, my it's greatest so joy to like, <laughs> just put it on and see what's on and like start it at whatever point. So two movies that I'll always do that with is Twister and Jurassic Park. And it, I'm like, Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park is on. I got to watch it. Have the to old watch one? It. The original. The original. Okay. Because you know I'm more of a new movie person. <laughs> But I I like a, a younger Jeff Goldblum though. Oh yeah, I'm not I'm not mad. Also at that. a young Laura Dern. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And so the little I pick girl up in all my is... movie stuff secondhand. Yeah. So anyway, um, the actual list of movies that we enjoy that I or that are on my oldies but goodies list. Uh, first and foremost, this was a recent watch that I hadn't seen since like what feels like high school. Mystic Pizza. Holy cow. So you're going to learn very quickly that there are a lot of like cult classic great movies that I just simply have not seen. I think Mystic Pizza, though, I have seen. This is the ultimate (laughs) 80s rom-com movie. Is Sandra Bullock in this? No, it brought us Julia Roberts, (laughs) which is one of her first notable films. Right. And so it's like... (laughs) Love story, drama with married men, pizza shop antics, because Mystic Pizza is the name of the pizza shop that they work at in Mystic, Connecticut, which is like... Isn't that a real place, too? It is. And you can actually buy (laughs) Mystic Pizza and go there. It's a real place. 
Um, but it is classic and it's so good. And it's like Julia Roberts at her like young prime. Mm, that's it's, exciting. Yeah. It's I've a good heard one. a lot about it. Like, I just think about the list of movies that you've rattled off to me at different times in our friendship that you've been like, this one, this one, this one. And I was like, mm-hmm. nope, nope, nope. And this well, was definitely on that list. Yeah. And if you're into a John Hughes movie, this kind of fits within that that vibe. It has the, the, like a, the same kind of storyline where hmm. it's like a little bit of like a coming of age tale. And you'll have your little like young, early teens early 20s drama moment and like learn something about yourself and become the person that you are and then carry on with your life and it's great i can get down with that yeah thinking about uh, another julia roberts classic my best friend's wedding have you seen this one sid (laughs) so i uh also really like to be part of the conversation so there's a lot of movies i've seen like bits and pieces of so i can participate in the conversation. Mm-hmm. So I know like the general premise and like that, but I've not seen the whole thing start to finish. <laughs> oh, this is one where I would agree. Like, I feel like a lot of times that I've consumed it, it's been like, it feels like a background movie where I'm like, I know I've watched it from start to finish like one time in my life, but then there's been the other moments where it's like, oh, this is on TV and I'll like multitask while I'm cleaning my house and catch some of it like it's just so classic and it's a wonderful rom-com i know that you would love it dermot mulroney is in it um and so i feel like this is one of those uh like really great solid films that you can just like on a saturday afternoon just cozy up on the couch and dive right in Okay, well, I'll have to pull my, my YouTube TV up and, and see if this is ever playing. But Dur- Dermot Mulroney, he was the one, he was in that wedding movie with Deborah Messing as I knew well, exactly right? you were, I knew that you were going to say that. <laughs> I was like, Sid's going to bring up the wedding date. Because <laughs> you know, because I like good movies, that lives like kind of at the top of my list. That's actually, that I like. <laughs> that, I will always watch that movie always watch it it's, we should have one episode that just talks about the movies you will always stop on the scroll for yeah. like when you're scrolling through cable and like usa tnt bravo like there is a thousand movies i would stop for oh yeah no <laughs> the this wedding is, day is certainly one of them <laughs> this is like the um the 90s version of the wedding date a little bit got it got it ish ish i'd say ish Give or, give or take. There's different a, twist. There's an entirely yeah. different scenario. <laughs> so it's like cousins with. And also, it's funny, too, because it was like the, the the premise of the movie is like they're both Dermot Mulroney and Julia Roberts are BFF. And they promised that by the time that they were like 28 or something that they would get married if they hadn't found anybody, which like now just seems like so ridiculous. Yeah, 28. <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> And so she's, like, still pining for him, but he ends up being like, I'm engaged to Cameron Diaz, who's, like, a hot baby 20-year-old. Cameron Diaz. (laughs) So um, it's just kind of a funny scenario. And also to be like, Julia Roberts, in that scenario, you're 20, you're supposed to be 28? No way. So crazy. So funny. Very entertaining. Um, Putting it on my list. To watch the whole thing. (laughs) Yeah, from start to finish. Um. Another one that we recently found, I think this was on HBO, American Pie, is a great 
throwback. It is wildly inappropriate and so funny, and Dan hadn't seen it yet. That's okay. So I know my mouth just dropped because that seems shocking to me, although I know there's a lot of movies that I have not seen. But American Pie is one of those ones that I feel like it was popular so long ago, it feels like, that I I felt compelled to watch it then. And the cast is just, like, so top-notch and wonderful. Um, That's a good one. It's a little bit of, like, a cheese ball fest, but um, great, great entertaining watch. (laughs) Well, and that reminds me of, and I, again, like you, I'm thinking of other movies that I didn't put on this list, but that that should be, like, Wet Hot American Summer. Like, (gasps) that campy, so funny, great cast, like, just rewatchable and you laugh at the jokes every single time. A cult classic that never gets old. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of cult classic, Pretty in mm. Pink, another one. This is like, I know that a lot of people um, who are John Hughes fans, like this exists in like the Brat Pack package of films that happened in the 80s. Um, but this one for me was one that I didn't really ever watch. I was like obsessed with 16 Candles and Breakfast Club, but Pretty in Pink is actually a really solid, just like, again, another lazy afternoon. Like, what am I going to put on? And it is Molly Ringwald at her finest and like high school drama, prepping for prom, nerdy, like not wealthy individual hitting it up with a wealthier, uh, senior high school senior and it's just Mm -hmm. like those those high school throwbacks that are nice uh like reminders of things that we don't hopefully have to experience much anymore (laughs) (laughs) yeah this is one i also i've not seen pretty in pink i can talk about breakfast club from the the perspective of like i can tell you what happened in the breakfast club i enjoy it when i scroll by it i watch it um but all of the other john hughes films i just didn't I just didn't see. <laughs> we're it's so funny because we are a year apart in age, but sometimes it feels like we're a decade apart in like pop culture loves. Seriously, <laughs> like I have youth. no idea what it is. Like, because I, I agree, I feel like so much, mu- so much of what I love, you're like, eh, I'm good, and it's not even like what you love. I'm like, eh, I'm more just like, oh, what's that? <laughs> you're like, I've literally <laughs> never heard about of this. <laughs> Exactly. And I don't know what that is, but you're right. It sometimes feels like we are a tooch more than a year apart. It's crazy. That's so funny. Um, so the first one on my list, and now again, I, I have to just reiterate that movies, the, I'm coming from the perspective of movies I just always will watch. Um, I'm not saying that they're always the best movies, but I loved 10 Things I Hate About You. I think it was just one of Heath Ledger's greatest accomplishments um which you know that might be giving him (laughs) not as much credit as he deserves but overwhelmed and underwhelmed but can you ever just be whelmed it's just like the one-liners are so good 
and Kat, like just as Julia Stiles, like in mm-hmm. that's Julia Stiles, right? In yep. that role, it's just that movie just has everything I want. Like the dad in it is hilarious. I feel Um, like they have really good character development where, like, the people who are, like, secondary characters have the best lines. Like, the dad, the principal, Allison Janney, was, like, amazing in that movie. She was so (laughs) uncomfortable. Oh, my gosh. But that's a good, like, that's another, I feel like I gravitate toward ensemble casts. Mm -hmm. Because I really like when you do an ensemble cast with great character development, you are either on more than one person's team or you get to feel like you're part of the entire Mm -hmm. team and i really appreciate that about this type of movie so this would like fully land on like my top 10 for of all time yeah um clueless because young paul rudd cannot be beat this is another one probably exactly the same (laughs) he is the babeliest babe i love him and like this movie no matter what, whenever it's playing, stop all, everything. And watch. Because I think Cher, again, like, with the way that Cher is written and the way you can, like, just get into who she is and, like, the complexities, in quotes, if you can, like, call it that. But, like, there's something there, you know? Um, and I just love that cast. And so, again, going back to the Scrubs rerun show podcast, Donald Faison, mm-hmm. this is, the, like, the first thing that he did and it was so funny. He was talking about this on the first episode of the Scrubs podcast. And it was just funny to hear from his perspective, like, how wild it was to be part of Clueless. That was such, like, a game changer from well, the movie perspective. Because when they... It's so funny when they talk about stuff like this, when you don't expect something to be as big as it is. Mm-hmm. They were like, we're just doing this fun movie and it's great. And then it, like, blows up and becomes, like, the movie of the decade. Absolutely. Well, it's like Freaks and Geeks, right? Like, Freaks Mm -hmm. and Geeks was, like, one season and, like, what, eight episodes? And it is just the cult favorite. And you're just like, what is it that didn't make it cool then, but makes it so cool now? Mm -hmm. Like, you just want to dig into that. So I would put Clueless on my list um, of would always stop if I was scrolling. Um, And then this one, so I have a league of their own on here, which is probably the only one that more people will say like, okay, that's a, that's a, that's a good pick for, right? For the list. Like, this is one that people are like, have you seen this? If not, you're a loser because this is exactly what people told me (laughs) when I said I hadn't seen it. Uh, (laughs) People you hung out with were mean. People tell me the truth. And uh, (laughs) so I was... We the memory behind seeing this movie was probably just as great as the movie itself, and it was when we were I was in New York with friends, and we went to a brunch theater, like this movie theater that served brunch, and it was so cool. And the movie that they were playing was A League of Their Own. And everyone's like, "Have you seen it?" I said, "No." We're like, "Oh, we're definitely doing this." And so I was surrounded by friends watching this amazing movie about like women crushing it, and just all of these emotions were like flowing through my being and it was just such a great movie with a great memory attached to it it was directed by penny marshall of laverne and shirley who is just like she was just such an icon when it comes to direction um and just the people that starred in it before they were people like you got tom hanks you got madonna gina davis it was just like these people that have become even bigger than themselves we're on this great, amazing movie. So I put it on my list. 
Well, yeah, that's it's a classic. And uh, that's one that I think I'm surprised that that was the first time that you saw it. You really have like I'm missed the mark you, I've on seen like nothing. And this was only like <laughs> that was five years ago. ago. No, I only saw it like five years ago. <laughs> I'm like, when I was seven, I saw this movie for the first time and it moved me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, and again, it was just one of those ones, unless I know a thing, I generally stay away from a thing, right? So if I was scrolling for this and it, it happened to be on, but honestly, like, you don't see this one playing on like a USA TNT type of situation. You, like, this is one you have to go find. It's and actually on TV. It's been like in constant rotation within the last week or so. Oh, really? As, as of, yeah, it was on uh, over the weekend. I must have missed that for the last 10 years. <laughs> That's how I saw it the first time. The only, the only time I ever watch movies is when they're playing on TV. Like, it's very rare that I like, especially now. Um, but like when I was a kid, all the times that I saw movies was either like our like home video rentals or watching it, like whatever was playing on USA. <laughs> That's crazy town. Yeah. So I'm, I'm obviously very behind. <laughs> But you know that it what matters is that you've seen it and then it moved you because it that made movie a difference. that movie is a true classic. Agree. And the message totally is, is wonderful and Gina Davis is so good in it. So good. And Tom Hanks is so good in it. Heartwarming. Oh, yes. Um so the next thing we want to talk about is our blockbusters mm-hmm. and this is like so I might have defined blockbusters differently. That's okay. <laughs> Potentially. We're making it what we what we want it to be. These are like the big, the like, the money makers, the like, the big marquee moments. Some of these now are happening, like the marquee moments are happening on Netflix, like it's a big reveal. So, so um, we've got them all. But on my list, I've been like, so so into and i don't know why but i'm obsessed with superhero movies lately (laughs) and i don't know if it's just because it's what's been playing on tv and then be again like the way that youtube tv works they have some videos where you can like go into the home category and click into movies and then they just have like videos on demand to watch so it's like stuff that has played on tv that happens to just be like available to watch which is this was we've had it YouTube TV for a while, but I it was a recent discovery, and I was like, this is the best thing that's happened to me. And so I've made my way through many a Marvel movie, and nice. I accidentally spent some time watching some DC comic movies, which I will say I'm gonna Don't go. Do you have to be on one side or the other? Is that I'm a thing? A, I'm strongly on the Marvel side. I accidentally spent a weekend watching. It was like just the grossest weekend and there was nothing to do. And I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sit in the back office and watch just back to back superhero movies. (laughs) And I can't get that time back in my life, but uh, (laughs) it needed to go. I feel like that time needed to be spent that way. It was so bad that it was good, but I will say that Ben Affleck as Batman is horrific. Just to know. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, my sister is a huge, huge Batman fan, and I think that she would wholeheartedly agree with that. Like, she's seen all of them, and she just still can't understand why that happened to us. <laughs> it, yeah, like, the Christian Bale ones, great. The, like, great old school ones where we're going back into the 90s, all of those are great. 
and they're a little bit kitschy. Like Ben Affleck, it just, it was weird. Batman versus Superman, weird, but led into what was the Justice League, which brought us uh, Wonder Woman for the first time. And I think Aquaman True. for the Ooh, first time. Oh, I did which see great. Wonder Woman and I enjoyed that. That movie's good. That was good. Um, but yeah, I will say I uh, the Avengers, like that series of movies, I like randomly fell into watching Age of Ultron, which was like, mm. uh, I feel like it was closer to the end of the like run of when th- movies were released. There, it's interesting because they're they put out a bunch of movies like Captain America, like individual character movies, and then right. like avengers theme movies where it's like a whole crew of people together and those are so much better than the Hmm. dc comic ones i have to say that's so so interesting i'm feeling i might do a chronological watch of the marvel world end to end because what else is there to do i think that's a good I, i don't think there's anything wrong with that for a few reasons but most of which it's like I feel like that's a skill you can now gain and a knowledge base that you can now have. Mm-hmm. And if it's adding to your ability to have like productive conversations about something like this with anyone, I say go for it. I think Might that's the well. way to go. Um, so I secretly, and most people find this like really appalling about me, but I love the Fast and the Furious movies. I think they are so riveting. I I'm on your team. I cannot get enough of them. You're on my team or no? I'm on your team. Okay, good. <laughs> They're just like, I cannot get enough of them. I uh, think that they are just so compelling for some reason. I can get into all of Vin Diesel's like terrible ideas and just completely get down with them and the rock when the rock joined the cast. I oh, mean, so that was like an like, I have a, a obsession with him. Dwayne the Rock strong Johnson. Crush on him. He was <laughs> singing his song from Moana to his daughter on Instagram the other night, and I watched it no less than ten times <laughs> because that's sweet. I'm obsessed. Um, but those movies, I think, were definitely blockbuster hits, and also are very watchable. And you know, I'm sure that there are things in them that aren't always like. PC and all of those things, but I still will watch them always. Um, and just the the action is just fun, so yeah. I can get into that. It's they're action packed, and the car chases are great, and it's just like full of drama. And you like want to laugh at how serious Vin Diesel is, and you're like, please stop, like yeah. just just don't. <laughs> and then now I just think to myself, I'm like, Haha, you're Groot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's Groot? I didn't know that. Yeah, in the original Guardians of the Galaxy, he was Groot. Wow, that's awesome. How much money did he get paid to say, I am Groot? (laughs) For real, though, that's what I want to (laughs) know. That's all all I care about. Um, So the next one that I would call a blockbuster, (laughs) because of its insane popularity, is To All the Boys I've Loved Before on Netflix. Not surprised. I think... (laughs) those were nostalgic for I feel like you're pretty in pinks like you're mm-hmm. old school romantic but not yes. even romantic comedy but just like 
the the team you wanted to be on like you were rooting for her and I just was obsessed and I will say I watched the first one like three times because I think that it was that like heartwarming and amazing to be a part of like I felt like I was part of it but the second one didn't give me as much as the first um to all the boys I've loved before too or something or again yeah Um, I didn't uh I didn't watch that one that was not it on wasn't my list. as good, but I love the guy that played like the rival love interest. He was super duper cute, but I have like a very real crush on Noah Santiano, who plays the main guy. Uh, I Gross. just think he's uh, awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was fully in. Um, so I put that on my blockbusters list, and again, like. My last one, I think, is for me was like truly a blockbuster and I think was just a blockbuster for the reason that it was a game changer and really wonderful for all people to learn the story. Um, So it's Hidden Figures, which is the story of the women who were part of the team that sent the first person into orbit, into space. And it was um, a a fantastic cast. And I think the history along with the soundtrack, honestly, like one of the soundtracks that I listen to again and again and again, it's all Pharrell, which I think like he just does nothing but hits. Um, So I put that on Blockbuster because of what it did for conversation um, and how we tell how we teach history, how we talk about history, who's left out of history. Um, So there are many movies that I think fit into that kind of category but Hidden Figures for me was kind of one of those ones that I was like I'm paying attention like how do I learn Mm -hmm. more like tell me more about these women um, people of color people who were just completely left out of the story um, throughout history so that was that's one of my ones for sure that was one we saw in the theaters and that'll give you the heart pangs that was that was an awesome watch for sure Yes, yes, yes. Um, So what are we thinking is under the radar that we'd like to bring to light? So there are a couple that I've recently watched that I want to give a shout out to. Um, One being Game Night, which is uh, Rachel McAdams and, um, oh my gosh, why am I blanking on his name? Uh, From Arrested Development. Oh, Jason Bateman? Jason Bateman, yes. (laughs) Um, this movie, I don't know what happened, but like, I never heard about this when it came out to the public, but ended up watching it on TV when it, or like it, when it came out on demand and it was one of those, like watched the trailer and it looked funny and it is the funniest movie of all time. Like you have to watch this because you will cry laughing the entire time. It's so absolutely insane. And I don't even want to say anything just like if it's on or if it's like on HBO or Hulu or something like some video on demand service where it's streaming, just watch it. And you will like, you will appreciate it so much because it was spectacular. I was like crying laughing. I was on a plane, too, another time that I watched it, and Dan was like, literally, what are you... What's happening? Can you stop? (laughs) You're embarrassing me. And, like, you know when you're on a plane and you're, like, trying to, like, crack up, but you can't keep it together? And you're like, you want to die, but you're like... (laughs) (laughs) But people will think I'm insane. And we wouldn't want that. That's a good one. 
Um, I'm putting it on my list. I might that, I think it. you would. I think you would actually really enjoy it. It was. Uh, it was a good one. Um, another one, which is a cinematic masterpiece, Baby Driver. I think this was nominated for sound engineering, wasn't it? All, all things. It was <laughs> so good. Thrilling car chases. Um, really great storyline. Just like it feels like it's a little bit like art housey. Um, mm. But it is like drama to the max. I feel like I have seen this one in the background of Doug watching it and I participated from a distance, but I wasn't like sitting and paying attention. But the snippets that I feel like I remember were very good. Mm -hmm. Highly recommend it. But not a lot of people, or at least like when I've talked about it with people that I know, they're like, what? And then they watch it and they're like, what? That's a descriptor. (laughs) (laughs) Like a stronger what? (laughs) I'm I'm re-adding it. I'm going to go through this this weekend. Um, One on my list is Booksmart. Um, I don't know if you've heard of this. I've never even heard of this. This one I feel like you would love. It is so funny and so weird. It it was being touted as... What's the one? Oh, I always blank on the name of it. Yes, now I know what you're talking about. Yep. They were saying it was like the female version of the Jonah Hill... And um, what's-his-face, the kids that got into all of the crazy antics when Jonah Hill was still, like, a younger person. It was, like... Super bad? Yes. It was, like, they're they're saying it's, like, the female super bad. And I actually would... I would actually say that this is better, in my opinion. Um, But directed by Olivia Wilde, it's starring Beanie Feinstein and Caitlin Dever. And it is funny. It is... uh, I got, like, emotional... The the characters are so funny. Like, all of the characters are hilarious. And it's just a great story. And it's one of those things that you're like, holy crap, how much do I identify with this right now? Like, it's one of the ones that you can not, like, the whole thing is these girls are really, really smart. So I couldn't necessarily identify with them in the sense of, like, they're going to an Ivy League school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, in the sense of, like, friendship conversations and like leaving for college conversations and what that means for your relationships and all that good stuff um just really really good you can find it like on amazon i think and also probably on hbo um so i highly recommend that i just watched long shot the other night and the one with this is another one i've never heard this one i think was really funny in different parts. So it's Seth Rogen, Charlize Theron. Um, she plays like a high-powered politician. He plays like the the role he always plays, which is like the dumpy, doofy guy. Um, <laughs> and it's just it's it's very self-aware of how what it's what it's looking to be, and I appreciate that. But it is pretty funny, um, and I think it's just a good light watch for like if you need just a good laugh. I would totally put this on the list. Um, Always Be My Maybe with Ali Wong on Netflix. This was good. This was so good. The whole cast was great. This is like the rom-com of my dreams. So I'd put that on there. Um, We watched Peanut Butter Falcon. Have you heard of this? It's with Shia LaBeouf. It is super weird and interesting and really like... I couldn't take my eyes off it. It wasn't even like I had a two-screen situation going. Is this Um, recent? It's... Within the last year and a half. 
Um, and I think we watched this one on HBO, but just really like, I don't know. It's just something totally different. And we watched it on a whim and it just has like stuck with me. And it's just very like, you don't expect any of it. And so I appreciated that one a lot. Um, and then just a few documentaries that I really liked that I wanted to add was the Amy Winehouse documentary I thought was really, mm, really good. Mm-hmm. 20 Feet from Stardom, like the story of backup singers, loved. Oh, didn't we see that in the theater together? We did. And it was so good. It was just like the music was great. The stories were awesome. Like this lives at the top of my list as well. Um, and then I forgot about this and it's not a documentary, but it's based on David Foster Wallace, an interview with him. Um, that's someone I think from the Rolling Stone or Rolling Stone did maybe, but it's called the end of the tour. And David Foster Wallace is just a really like, obviously very complex person um but i really liked this movie too so that would be how i round out my that's a good uh thoughtful watch too yeah it's probably not good for like if you're already feeling like some type of way but if you're looking for something you can like dig into a little bit i like this one a lot and then i just added um just and we'll put these on the show notes but just where i've been seeing people like post lists um from like their staff of what their staff is watching rent the runway actually had a really fun list of what their staff is watching and then obviously we got a lot of good stuff from netflix hulu amazon prime and uh hbo and in my case lots lots from youtube tv (laughs) um but also the um the list that's on uh the every girl's website is pretty good too they have a good that will will also link to this in show notes but Definitely want to know here if you guys are uh, sharing any of your movie favorites with us. We want to know what you're watching. Or if you watch something that we shared with you on the list, let us know if you like it. Um, In our case, I think a lot of these are like classic oldies but goodies. Ones that will always uh, be entertaining no matter what. And something that will uh, keep you intrigued and entertained endlessly. They are the comfort food of movies for us. <laughs> Precisely. Um, so definitely hit us up on Instagram at queen underscore speaking. And uh, we'll get at you next time with uh, more fun content to make our j- lives joyful during this weird time. Absolutely. <laughs> Shall we break? <laughs> Let's break. <laughs>